week four NFL breakdown. Um, per usual, we're going to go position by position here and get started with the quarterbacks. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about the top top dogs here. We're going to go probably 7,100 and above. So we're talk, looking at Russell Wilson at 7,100 up to Patrick Mahomes at 8,100. Start off at the very top, you know, in this kind of range, if I'm going to spend that money, I'm going with the top two dogs. Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I think me and Corey have been talking this week. Our favorite is going to be Josh Allen. It's just a matchup, you know. Yeah, he looked good at home last week. Another yeah. squash match for him here where he can go put up some stats and definitely kind of start to rebuild that. Houston is not good. Um, we saw what happened when Buffalo plays a team that's not good. They look like they can score a touchdown on every play. Um, so we expect, we expect you know, Allen's going to score – very similar to what he did last week. Absolutely is going to make value. There's always that little threat with Moss. Um, you know, are they going to get to the goal line? And are the running backs going to take it? I think so many points are going to be scored. That's not a concern here. Josh Allen is probably the safest play at the top to make value because of the matchup and the amount of points. Mahomes, I really do like. I think this is more of a statement game for them. I think they're tired of some of the chatter that's been going on. Everyone knows this team's still a Super Bowl contender. They have some defensive lapses. They've had some different game flow issues that have happened. But Philly, it looks like they are really bad on D. We saw that in the Dallas game. Um, you know, Dallas, different. They're able to pound the rock a little bit differently. But from a passing attack, has a similar amount of weapons. Had their way throwing on him. Dak had a great game. I see Mahomes having his way here and I see them not letting their foot off the gas because they want to make a statement so Mahomes I do like there Allen is probably a little bit safer at the top yeah and I think we're going to fade Murray here um Rams kind of own that guy yeah uh, they always have a good game plan for him and I will say like no matter how good the teams are in that division when they play their divisional games 49ers Rams Rams Arizona they're just dog fights yeah, like they are. They look are. you know the game slows down a little bit um, I think the Rams are for real. Yeah, they're gonna pour it on Arizona, and I think they got enough uh, to contain Murray. So I'm not not loving paying the price. And on they Murray got there. that athletic D line that can really control Murray. Yeah. So I saw. I don't. I don't want to misquote the stat. I saw some ridiculous stat about Kyler Murray's rush yards versus the Rams, where it was like he has 30 yards of rushing in like three, four, three or four games against the Rams. So. The Rams definitely have the tools to, to hold them. I don't think it's going to be that bad of a game. I still think generally it's going to be a high-scoring game. But for that price point, especially where you can go get Josh Allen or Mahomes, Kyler Murray is a fade for us. Yeah. Um, I don't have strong feelings on Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. I think they're both going to have good games. Lamar Jackson, if you do like him, keep an eye on that back spasms. And he also had like a stomach flu earlier this week. So there's a lot, couple of little weird things going on. Generally, he should have a good game. Same goes for Russell Wilson. Little bit of a concern with their second half offense in the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, they have looked really bad at certain like gaps of the game where they just can't move the ball. So I, I still think it's going to be a good game, a shootout. But I'm probably not playing Russell Wilson at that 7100, especially when we're going to go into our next tier of quarterbacks, which is kind of that mid tier. This is where me and Corey see a lot of value this week. This is where we're living with most of ours. We have a couple on the cheap end that we're looking at. But if you're not spending up for Josh Allen um, or 
Mahomes, this is where you want to live. So let's get into that. We're looking pretty much at that 6,200 up to 7,000. So Baker Mayfield at 6,200 up to Stafford at 7,000. Why don't you yeah. just go in here? Yeah, I think we're both in agreement. Matthew Stafford's probably the best play for the price of the week. Yep. 7,000. Look, they're at home. I think they just keep rolling. Um, I don't see anything on Arizona's defense that's going to slow them down. Um, I will say I'm personally a little hesitant to go cup uh, on his stack this week. Not He's just priced at the top now. It's expensive. Um, I could definitely see him not getting two touchdowns a yeah. week. Um, but he's got so many weapons. Woods could get it this week. Higby could get in again. Um, this guy's got weapons, you know, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson going deep. Like, yep. their offense is potent. Um, at home, I like Stafford. I think he's safe. Great price at $7,000. you are going to get a good $1,000 discount from where most of my other lineups are at Josh Allen. Yep. Um, but there's a couple other guys here. I know you're high on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, if, I just think this is just a pure skill set thing. You're getting Rodgers... At 6,800, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. You know, I think what's fair to say we can forget what happened week one. Not fully forget, but the offense looks pretty normal. We've got Aaron Jones going. we got Devontae Adams going. Rodgers looks great. Um, and I just think Pittsburgh's D is a little overrated at this point. they got a lot of injuries. And it's just a, I think four quarters is a long game of football. Even if the Pittsburgh puts puts some stops on, their offense looks so miserable right now. They just give the ball right back. Three and outs, great field position, yeah. nonstop. The defense will will wilt at some point. And, um, you know, the thing I do like about Rodgers is most the offense, even the goal line stuff, it, it does run through him. I know Jones already has a lot of touchdowns, but even some of those, they still throw first on first down. He, he gets those touchdowns. So I like Rodgers there. I do still like Stafford more. Stafford will be my most played player, period. He's going to be my most played quarterback. One thing I do want to add in on Stafford is I think we know how good the Rams offense is. This is a perfect game script because I like the Rams to win this game straight up, and I think the Cardinals are going to stay. It's going to remind me a lot of the Tampa Bay game where the Cardinals are going to stay just competitive enough enough where you keep pushing, you keep pushing. Would not surprise me if he throws for four or five touchdowns. So, like Stafford, but Rodgers is a little bit of a dark horse for me. I think he's going to have a very low playing percentage because he hasn't scored huge other than that Detroit game. Last week he had a good game, but he didn't score huge. Pittsburgh's D still has that stigma that you don't want to play the quarterback. So I think you can have a really interesting advantage if Rodgers has one of those games at 6,800, very low playing, and I, I like him there. Yeah, my other one is going to be Dak Prescott. And, you know, slight disclaimer, I'm a little homer here. Um, Dallas at home is another beast, man. That offense rolls at home. Yeah. Uh, we got to see it against Philly, who came into the game with what people were respecting their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they got absolutely torched. Uh, Dak did whatever he wanted. They ran the ball whenever they wanted. They threw to whoever. This Carolina team got beat up on Thursday. Yep. And I think they went from being a very good team to like a mediocre team here on the road now. Yep. No McCaffrey. I think their offense is going to ha- struggle to consistently get first downs. They're going to they're going to score in this game. Um Dallas's D's kind of a boomer bust kind of how they play. They're very ultra aggressive, but they get beat because of it. 
Um, so I think Carolina keeps this game competitive, and I think Dak at home is just – I think he's on another level right now at home. And at 60 – What are we, 6,700? 6, I mean, this guy's got the same upside as these eight $8,000 quarterbacks to me. So, Yeah, I also think, you know, I think Corey is a little higher on Dak than I am, but I will say very similarly to Rodgers here – Carolina's D is getting a lot of respect. I think you're going to have a little bit of an advantage from a percentage play if you play Dak. I'm a little more cautious on the matchup. I like Dak. I don't dislike Dak. I just, again, it's, I have a tough time not going to Stafford there. But from a playing percentage, it's it's got a pretty decent advantage. Do you want to throw in there Hurts? Um, I'm not. We didn't mention him as a like for us. I do think he has a good game, especially just with how high scoring and they're probably going to be down. Very similar to the Dallas game. I thought he played a pretty bad game in the Dallas game all through and through. From a fantasy perspective, he had a pretty good day. Yeah. So I think it's a very similar game to that. Again, though, I'm just going to point out, I'm not playing Hurts over Stafford or Rodgers for me, so that's why I didn't really give him a shout-out. But if you were high on Hurts, I see the value there. Yep, and then after that, we're going to scroll down, and I think we're both taking some shots down around the 5,000 mark. Yeah. Um, for you... I got Matt Ryan at 5,400, and this is coming from the guy who has talked nonstop shit about Atlanta all year, but uh, I think Washington's defense are a bunch of frauds. I do not think Washington has a good defense. They've been burned um, through the air all year, and, you know, I think that Atlanta's offense, in a weird way, is getting it going a little bit. They're not good. They're still a very bad football team. But they're learning how to do drop-offs to their running backs. They're moving the ball a little more. Ridley's getting a little more involved. I don't think Matt Ryan's going to explode. I don't think he's a must-play. It's more like on that one particular lineup where I want to get some top guys. I have no problem playing Matt Ryan and expecting him to get me between 17 and 20 points. I think that's realistic, and I don't hate him down there. All right, for me, it's going to be down a little bit further, and I'm going to be going Jacoby Brissett. $5,100. $5,100. Look, he came in week two, um, got thrown into the fire, and got destroyed. Yep. Week three, tough matchup with the Raiders. Um, goes all the way to overtime. I think he scores 20 fantasy points. But they really started to find something after the first quarter that was working for them. And see short throws underneath, and that's what he's good at. This guy's yep. not going deep. I've got no love for Will Fuller this week because of it, even yep. if he plays. Yeah. Um, but I am not a believer of Indy. Um, I don't think their defense is any good this year. Their offense is kind of struggling. Wentz is banged up. Um, I think Brissett can pick them apart across the middle. And at 5,000, look, if you scored 20 against the Raiders, I know you had that extra quarter in overtime. I see you scoring 20 here against uh, I mean, Indy D that's Brissette, a little overrated. Brissett might have looked better than Tua right now on getting that Miami offense to move. It didn't necessarily look like a step back it looked like a step forward so yeah. um, they still do have the weapons a couple quick fades i wanted to put in beyond some of the obvious ones but two that i see are getting a lot of love i don't like darnold at six thousand. um anyone who's watching that game even though mccaffrey wasn't hugely used in the thursday night game as soon as mccaffrey got hurt the offense couldn't move the ball it's really deceiving how important cmc is to yeah, keeping the chains ha- moving and how and the game planning that has to go the if he goes out in the flats 
The defense is completely focused there, and then there's a much bigger gap for DJ Moore to catch. I think there's a massive hole there. Um, so I don't, and I think Dallas's D looked pretty good. We'll get into that a little later. But I think Darnold's a fade for me at six thousand. I know people have been very popular. Another fade who I don't think is going to have a terrible game. I just it's the price point. Kirk Cousins at sixty four hundred. He's had a hell of a year start to this year. They do have a great offense. I don't think he's going to have a bad game. I just think he's being priced correctly or maybe even a little high. Cleveland's a tough matchup for him. At 6,400, you're right in the ballpark of our guys that we were talking about at Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Stafford. So another fade for me that's a popular play I've seen that I'm not going to be on. All right, let's move into running backs. And here um, we've got a lot of options and a lot of uh, we're waiting on a lot of injury updates. But let's get started with the must-play of the week, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, yep, absolutely. We just found out A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are out. Um, and in general, Tennessee has clearly learned, I feel like, from week one, the path to victory here is you give Derrick Henry 25 touches. to 40 touches, yeah. period. If you give him 15, you're going to lose the game. you got to give him at least 25 to 30. So with the injuries, I think that 25 to 30, like Corey said, becomes 40 touches, and they're playing the New York Jets. There's any game where we're going to see normal productive Henry, but expect one of those 60 or 70 yard touchdown runs. This is the game. Yeah. They're going to wear him down. Um, he's an absolute must play for me at 8,800. And I really love his floor too because of the 40 touches. And he's been productive. He's going to get a goal line touchdown and he's going to get over 100 yards rushing. And that's, man, he didn't have a great game for me. That's what's going to happen this week. He could be the three touchdown. 200-yard rushing game that we've seen from him plenty of times. Absolute must-play. My next one is going to be Kamara. Now, if you look at Kamara's first three weeks, he's overpriced here, um, all the way up at 8400 But let's really look at those three weeks, though. Week one, we have the blowout. The blowout, super weird game script. They don't run that many plays. He doesn't play the fourth quarter. So let's cross that one off. Next game is... At Carolina, they get D- blown out. <laughs> yeah, they get blown out by Carolina, who that shocked everybody. But now we're starting to realize that Carolina, um, pre-injuries, definitely had a very legitimate defense. Yeah. Um, and then they go to New England, and he starts to get rolling a little bit there against New England. Yeah. He got. He definitely getting the touches. They pound touches to this guy, yeah. man. Yeah. Also, first game they didn't get to play at home. Uh, it was a home game, but they played it in Jacksonville because of the, the flooding. Mm-hmm. You're going into the Dome, I believe, this week. At home against the Giants, who can't stop anything. Yep. They got no other running back. This guy's going to see 30 touches against a very bad team. Um, I am rolling out Alvin Kamara this week. I've got a lot of lineups, and we'll get into receivers later. I think there's a lot of value at receiver with Henry and Kamara, both um, at the top for me. So he's going to get some catches, but I think even if he just runs the ball, I mean, this guy could have a two, three touchdown game here. Yeah. This is going to be his blow up spot for the week. I like Kamara. I'm not quite as high as Corey. I see all the reasons. I especially like how good New Orleans defense is that they're going to set up Kamara in good positions. He's going to have good field position, things like that. At the back of my head, though, I still have that slight concern of New Orleans' offense and how they're moving the ball. It's absolutely running through Kamara. We know that. So that's a good thing from a volume standpoint. I just do have concerns on how many points they're going to score. But I like Kamara a lot. I'm still on him. 
if you can afford two, I'm fine with that play. For me, though, if you can only afford one, Henry's a little bit more valuable to me than than Kamara there. All right, as we go down, um, you know, the Dalvin Cooks we're going to fade this week. We we don't even know if he's going to play first off. He's injured, doesn't have a great matchup with Cleveland. I'm definitely going to, even if he plays, I could see a time split there with Matson. So I'm going to sit out that one. Aaron Jones I like. I really do. He's 7,700. Um, it's just he's priced correctly. Um, don't dislike him. I think he could have a great game. I think he probably still gets you 20 points. I don't know if I see the 40-point explosion from him. I think it's much more likely from a Derrick Henry. So it's not that I dislike Aaron Jones. If you can fit Jones and Henry, go for it. He's not a must-play, but still a strong play up there. All right, now we're kind of going into that mid-tier. We're looking you know, right about 6,300. We'll go with Chris Carson up to the Nick Chubb at 7,000. Um, first one, what do you like here, Corey? Well, I'm going to fade Chubb. Yeah. Too much Kareem Hunt. Can't predict that backfield. So I'm going to be fading Chubb at 7,000. But 6,800, Najee Harris. The guy got 19 targets last week. Yep. Um, I know the return of Deontay Johnson is going to be give him a little competition for those over-the-middle targets. But I think they're down in this game. But also add one thing. I know he's at reception. I know Chase Claypool got hurt this week as yeah. well. And Juju's probably going to be out. Exactly. So, so look, they're going to be down. Um, I think Green Bay is terrible at covering runners out of the backfield. Yeah. Um, so I could definitely, definitely going to be rolling out some Najee Harris here. I will say this. The only scare here, and it's why he's not a must play for me, is that offense is so bad at moving the ball. You, you, Three and outs all the time. And yeah, you really are counting on the catches because you have no confidence that he's going to get a touchdown no. because of how low scoring Pittsburgh's offense looks, but he'll absolutely get those targets and catches. So I think he's very safe floor yeah. at 6,800. Maybe limited <laughs> ceiling, um, but definitely an interesting play there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fade when we're just going down the line here. I'm absolutely going to fade Barkley this week. I think New Orleans is a really tough matchup. On top of that, we know all the Giants' injuries. Sterling Shepard's questionable. He's out now. He's out. Okay, Slayton's out, Slayton's out um, and... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Galladay's Galladay's banged up too. So they're going to run through Barkley, but the very talented New Orleans defense knows that also, and Mm -hmm. that spells a very bad game for Barkley. Um, It's really a shame because I actually think Daniel Jones is putting on a hell of a year, but he's going to struggle this week. Yeah, and they're just going to struggle to find wins until they can. Exactly, until they come back strong with their weapons. So Barkley's an absolute fade here. Interesting to me. I don't love him, but like, Zeke at 6,500 is interesting to me. Carolina's got a good defense. We know that. You know, we're not sure how that game's playing out. Even if you think Dallas is going to be strong, are they going to be passing? Did that Dax look great? If they go in the game plan like they did last week, Zeke's a really interesting play here. You're getting a top-notch running back with top-notch potential. At 6,500. At 6,500 with a great offense. So there is some risk there, but I like him. I definitely like that he's, again, I think – He's going to be a low percentage play again. He's not super popular, even after a two-touchdown week last week. I think Carolina's defense has a lot of hype here. Seeks an interesting play at 6,500. Let's go to the next guy that we actually really like. He's going to be at the bottom of this kind of sequence. It's going to be DeAndre Swift at 6,200. Love this guy's usage, man. He's running, I think, the third most routes among running backs, and I was up there with McCaffrey. Yep. Um, and he looks explosive. He looks the part. It's not just... 
not that Najee looked bad, but Najee's being force-fed targets. Yeah. Swift looks amazing in open space when he gets those those targets. Also, that Detroit offense is surprisingly good. Yep. Um, they're playing Chicago, who's going to put them. They're going to be in great spots. Yep. Um, I also don't think they're good enough to get a big enough lead where that game script changes. Yep. But Swift is just a workhorse, and I know Jamal Williams is in there. He's getting carries and he's getting you know touchdowns, but Swift's getting more usage. He's running more routes. Yeah, and the good thing is Williams has had a huge drop off in the passing game. Yeah. Than he did week one. So it's like Swift is the guy who's getting those catches. And then I don't know if you saw this week, Detroit's coach came out and said, we need to get more Swift. You're going to see a hell of a lot more Swift. This is this is our big path to victory. What does that actually mean? I'm not going to read too much into that. I don't think you're about to go get a 90% snap count. But I do think it's going to keep ticking upwards. 5% snap count increases every week. coming into the season. He's getting healthier and healthier. It can only be up to from there. Yeah, so he's a really a must play for me. Um, at that price, I'd love him at 6200 Yeah. Big fade for me this week, who actually I've seen on a lot of love lists. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor at 6300 It's not even to insult Taylor. We know how talented he is. I think Miami still has a good defense, an underrated defense. Yeah. Could be a low-scoring game in general. The other thing is the snap count is really, really concerning with Jonathan Taylor. We know Max getting traded or most likely getting traded. So it's Hines and Jonathan Taylor. And they've been almost 50-50 timeshare, which a lot of people point to game script. And I would be the one that would say, hey, normally if they have a huge lead, Taylor's going to get a lot of it. If they're down big, Hines is going to get a lot of it. They've been in close games. They've been in games where they don't need to to throw, and it's 50-50 still, or 55-45. That's concerning to me for Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think this is a full-on timeshare. I think the touchdown... Lack of touchdowns is a little bit fluky. He's had a lot of red zone touches to not get in the end zone. He is probably due to get in the end zone. But even if he gets in the end zone and has a normal game, he has an okay game. I don't see the explosion that people see from him, especially this week against Miami. And he's right there with, you know, guys like Zeke and Swift that yeah. are just, they got more upside than this Way guy. Way more, yep. Um, but let's scroll on down because there's, first I want to just mention a couple guys I know are getting a lot of love this week. I'm not necessarily on it. That's one is Chubba Hubbard. I think at 5900 is too expensive still. Yeah, I think so too. I think Royce Freeman is definitely going to get some of that workload um, now that he's got a full week of practice for it. Dallas's defense is surprisingly good against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to have an okay game. I think he gets some catches. He gets 60, 70 rushing yards. Maybe he scores 13, 14 points. Um, but at 5900, I was expecting to get him, you know, Much a lot cheaper. cheaper Much but cheaper. So he's a fade for me, and I know a lot of people are on him heavy. And then the other one that I just don't know what's going to happen here is David Montgomery's getting some love because they're playing yes. Detroit. I got to see who's quarterback in Chicago because if it's Justin Fields, yeah, no way in hell I'm playing ball. that guy. They're not moving the ball. No. Um, so I'm going to be off of both of those guys. I just don't see the value um, that some of these other analysts are seeing. Um, so maybe that's a good opportunity to kind of get off ownership projections there for you guys. What I like here – and. Uh, I will admit, I've come off his potential boom. I don't see the same boom that I saw at the beginning of the season. But I like Chase Edmonds at 5,500 to make value. I really like him as a safe play to fit in your lineup at 5,500 from a game script. He's already scored pretty well every week. He's done his job. He gets in that 12 to 15 range every week from his catches. 
I think this game will really be good for his game script. He's also slowly getting more and more percentage of the snaps, which I like to see. But he is absolutely not a red zone guy. They've made that clear. Connor's getting the touches in the goal line, which is to be expected. But it's, you know, you're, you're not expecting a touchdown from him. However, the grain script with the Rams, I assume this is going to be a shootout. I assume they're going to be down. I could see the snap count getting closer to almost 75% for Edmonds in this game because of the game script. I expect to see him get five-plus catches, make good uses out of those yards, and get enough runs where he's in that 50, 60 rush yards. Um, I really like Edmonds to make value here. I'm still holding out hope that boom game could happen, breaks one, goes to the end zone. Um, but he's just a really safe play at 5,500 if you need one of those medium guys. Yeah, and for me, I'm going to drop down $100 to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This goes back to kind of your narrative there with Casey trying to make a statement. Yeah, um, a lot of points will be scored. Philly just got torched by the Dallas running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, Clyde Hilaire kind of fits that Tony Pollard-esque role. Um, I think he could have a couple catches. You know, he just had a 100-yard rushing game. I don't know if he has that necessarily again. But at 5,400, I think he's got the same boom he had last week. Yep. And he's not really getting priced up too high, I think. And I will say it was a super positive sign that Kansas City is clearly committed to him. He had another fumble in that yep. game. They didn't take him out. They didn't take him out. They almost actually force-fed him in the next round to be like, rebuild your confidence. Darrell Williams is slowly playing a little bit more snap counts. So Clyde Edwards' player snap count has dropped since week one, but not to a concerning level. It's, uh, okay, Williams is going to take some of those pass downs. Williams is absolutely not an every down back. Mm-hmm. He has no threat of taking over the backfield. Yeah, I think I think Clyde Edwards' player absolutely is going to get his touches here. If he can get in the end zone, he's going to have a hell of a game at 5,400. Yep. Now, let's talk. We're going to scroll down a little bit further. Now this comes into the injury realm. Yeah, we're, we're in the cheap... Cheap realm here. So we got I got three here. Um, I'll name them real quick, and then we can kind of go over them. If Daryl Henderson doesn't play, I love Sony Michelle. Yep. If Antonio Gibson doesn't play, I love J.D. McKissick. And the third one is going to be if Mitchell doesn't play, I like Trey Sermon at 5,000. Yep. Um, so let's start with Sermon. Do you score like 12 fantasy points last week? Yeah. If Mitchell doesn't go again, this is going to be a better game script for him. Yeah, and a um, Seattle's better, better matchup. Definitely. Better matchup, definitely. Um, definitely can see him getting a touchdown. I don't think Seattle's defense is any good. Yep. Um, at five thousand, if he's the only guy back there again, I, I find it hard not seeing that guy getting the value this week. Yep. Um, McKissick. McKissick. Look, the guy's getting used as is. Gets a lot of catches. Like if he's the guy and he starts to get some carries and. Yeah, he's valuable. Great matchup. Yep. Um. McKissick will make value. And then Sony Michelle looked really good last week in a tough – you don't run on Tampa. Yeah. And he looked really good. Yeah. I mean, for this week, absolutely, if Henderson's out. But even any season-long Daryl Henderson owners, that's got to give you a little bit of fear there. Yep. Not that he's going to full-on steal a job. I really don't see that happening. But that it becomes a situation where neither of them are valuable because it's a 50-50 timeshare. I could see that. I definitely think he's earned some touches. Um Definitely a bummer if you are a Daryl Henderson owner. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if you've had anybody else, but under the 5,000 mark, I didn't see too much here at running backs that stuck out. Uh, there's a couple in this little area that I don't mind. Um, you know, we've been burned by him before, and then, of course, he's had great games the other two weeks. It's Hines again. Super similar to Edmonds. However, I am still much higher on Edmonds because of the snap count. So 4,900 to 5,500, I'm playing Edmonds all day. Unless I have to play both. 
Patterson's at least interesting to me. Cordell Patterson, especially if I play Matt Ryan um, in one of those lineups. Patterson looks like the better back. Patterson also doesn't even really operate like a running back. He's a wide receiver that happens to line up behind Matt Ryan to get some more space. So he's interesting to me. I like him. Um, He's pretty safe at that price to, to probably get his 12 to 15, very much like these guys. If you think that Atlanta's going to score some points like I think they could against Washington, he's interesting. He's had some good games. I'll probably put him in my stack with Matt Ryan. Not a must-play. Someone to keep an eye on, though. That's right. about it for running backs. All right, wide receivers. All right. Um, okay, so I'm going to say I'm going to start with the top dogs here. I'm going to start with the guy that we talked about. It's Cooper Cup. We're playing a lot of Matthew Stafford. Tournament style, I understand why you don't want to pay for Cup. You know, his touchdowns are ridiculous. There will be a touchdown regression at some point. I don't know if it's going to be this game first off. And second off, if I'm playing a 50-50, I still love Cup. And it's just he's got one of the safest floors in the game. He's going to get six to eight catches, and he's going to get 80 to 90 yards. So I, I still like him in the stack with uh, with Stafford. Not a must-play like he is in the other weeks, and he obviously has drastically risen in price. I think we got him at 6000 two weeks ago when we were yep, talking about him as a must-play. So he's all the way up at 7800 here. I still like him in that game. I think a lot of points will be scored, but I get why you wouldn't play him. Then you got Adams for me at 7900 I mean, talk about force-fed targets, but having an elite talent, you know. It's a perfect combination for a receiver. One of the most talented athletic guys in the sport at wide receiver, and they look his way about 60% of the times when they throw. So, great matchup. I'm absolutely stacking him in my Rodgers lineup. With Adams, I think he's going to have a big game. Um, those are really my plays at the top. Tyreek's always live to have an explosion game. I know that Chiefs are going to score a lot of points, but I don't love the boomer bust, especially that he's actually more expensive than Cup and Adams at 8000 yeah. So for me in that top, top realm, I'm going Cup or Adams at 78 79 and I'm probably stepping off Tyreek Hill. Even DeAndre Hopkins, he's still banged up. It's a tough matchup. These are some guys I'm looking at, looking away from. Diggs is interesting at 7,600, especially in the lineup where we like Allen. Allen, but even Diggs, as talented as he is, I just think Allen's spreading the ball around. He really is. Doesn't mean Diggs isn't going to have a good game, but it's not a Devontae Adams situation where he's getting force-fed. Allen's making some... Randos look amazing on on Buffalo right now. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it goes overlooked. The addition of Emmanuel Sanders is a legitimate weapon on the outside now. For yep. them. and then Cole uh, Beasley has yeah. has taken a lot of those just possession catches that yeah. Stephon Diggs De- yeah, counts on. Dawson Knox is getting catches. Exactly. Yeah, I do think Diggs. I'll have him on some stacks because um, he's got he could have his game where he just booms here. But yeah, he's not safe at all. No, uh, too many weapons in that offense. So. And then, I mean, God, we get into that range, and every week we say this. It's like Jefferson, Metcalf, Lockett, all the way down to, like, Thielen. It's like, I just can't predict what guy's going to get it each week, and it makes it really hard for me to trust any of them because of it. Yeah, and they're priced. They're not priced like they were. If this, if they were, if we were looking at 6000 it's a different conversation, but we're talking about 6800 to 7300 there. It's too expensive for me. If I'm going to spend that, 
I'm going to go up $500 more to get to Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams. Yeah. Just I just am, um, and I'll make it work, especially which we're about to get into. There's a lot of cheap receivers that we like this week. Yeah, there's a lot of value this week, especially with some of the injuries. All right, let's go, you know, even even below that little Thielen league, I don't love the middle tier, which is the 6000 to 7000 there's some guys that could have games. You got Amari Cooper. You got CeeDee Lamb at 6,700. Of course, if you think Dallas is going to go off, they, they could have their games. But they're spreading the ball around quite a bit as well. Cooks has a very tough matchup. Um, DJ Moore's got a decent play. DJ but. Moore I like because I do think he's going to be force-fed targets um, with with McCaffrey out. But I do not like their offense in general. But he's he's in a very similar position to like what a Brandon Cooks is to me where mm-hmm. – He's going to get a lot of targets. He's going to get a lot of catches. But I do have concerns generally over their offense. But in that tier, he's probably my favorite player. Yeah, I'm kind of skipping over this tier as well just because, like you said, there's a lot of good value plays, and I'd rather go value to the top than kind of hang out in that middle range. Exactly, especially there's some very cheap players we like this week. Yep. so. All right, let's go on the Beckham's got some thousands. boom, 5,800 um, tournament play. Yeah. Looked good in his return. Minnesota's a great matchup. Yeah. I agree with Corey, though. This is a tournament play. Not a cash 50-50 play. Um, still has some risk there. Still a run first offense. And, you know, I don't. Minnesota has not shown a great run defense. So, still going to be running the ball a lot. Um, Odell could have a, 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 he's not a safe play. One I like a little further down is going to be at uh, 5,400 Marquise Brown. Yep. I know he dropped the three touchdowns last week. Um we were both kind of high on him at the beginning of the week. The guy was just so wide open. Yeah. Um, at first, he was a fade for me. The Denver D, you know, on paper doesn't look great. Then you really look at what Denver's played, and it's like, you got the Jets, the Giants, and the Jags so far. Yeah. They've you been... haven't seen Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. No. Um, I definitely think this is, again, this is a tournament play. Marquise Brown's got boom written all over him. Definitely. And I was like, it was weird. I was actually excited when I saw Brown drop those three touchdowns because of that exact reason. Oh, people who didn't watch this game or don't understand are going to look at the stats and see a shitty game. But it's that would have been his biggest game of the year as opposed to, and he's had a really good game. His first two weeks were great. So, yeah, there's a lot of value on this guy. He's clearly the number one on the Ravens right now, and they're clearly still scoring points. Um, and they're not as committed to the run as they have Used been be. in years past. It kind of looks like Lamar's MVP year where they were – Run, run, one, hit a deep touchdown pass. So, and Brown had a great year that year. So, he, I like him a lot. You're getting him at 5,400. A lot of value there. Next guy I am moving on to, not safe, definitely, definitely still in tournaments. It's going to be Robert Woods. And I'm not, I just don't believe he's gone yet. I, I'm i not saying he's going to catch up to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is clearly the one on this offense. Robert Woods is too talented, and that offense is too talented for him to not start having some big games. It's going to come sooner or later. He's a great possession possession receiver. He runs great routes, super athletic, trustworthy, great hands. He's going to have a game where he gets in the end zone soon, and he's going to be the target. Or some defense is going to game plan to shut down Cup, Cup, and Woods is going to be the guy that's open. So I like him. I still think he makes value at 5,300. I like the variance too, where even if he doesn't blow up this week, I still even think he's going to ha- start having more normal games. He's going to start having more of like his old games, where it's seven for 70s, where he gets you 14, 
Um, and if he gets a touchdown, he has a big game. So I like Woods there. Um, I'm not giving up on him yet, especially we're talking about an offense that scores. Um, there's going to be opportunities for him. Yep. Next, we got two guys, and they're both the same price. I love both of them this week. Uh, we got Emmanuel Sanders at 4,900 and Jeremy Waddle. Yeah, Jalen Waddle. Jalen yeah. Waddle. Yeah. Waddle gets force-fed targets with Brissett, man. I think 13 targets last week. Yeah, 13 ca- targets, caught 12 of them. Only got 58 yards. But think about that usage, and if, if he – we're talking about an extremely talented runner. Yeah. If he gets any sort of things going with those opportunities. Tough, tough Raiders defense. Yes. Um, yes. I definitely think he's going to have better opportunities here against Indy. Yep. I think he gets the same amount of targets. I think the game style stays the same. Yep. Um, for a volume play, like Waddle is um, a must play for me. And then the next one is, I mean, we touched on it earlier. Emmanuel Sanders is a legitimate weapon here in Buffalo. Yeah, he is. Um, this wasn't a one-game boom kind of thing. The exactly. guy looks good. Exactly. That's the thing. Everybody kind of thinks he came out of nowhere. He did have the most yardage, the most receptions, and got two touchdowns last week. So, it's, oh, he had must have had two bad weeks. He didn't have two bad weeks. He didn't score huge points. But when you're looking at actual usage, he had six targets in week two versus Miami, which was a blowout game. And he had eight targets in week one with four receptions against Pittsburgh, which was a super low-scoring game. Yeah. So eight targets, six targets, and six targets. He's clearly actually involved in this offense. He's not necessarily going to get two touchdowns every game, but he is a target that is getting looks and weapons, and we know how much Buffalo throws the ball. And we love Buffalo this week. We're on Allen. I think Sanders is a great play at 4,900. Um, I think Waddle's much safer. Yeah. Uh, but – Sanders definitely has some boom here in this game, in the game script. Exactly. I'm going to throw two names out here. I'm not going to play that much of them, but just, you know, if you disagree with us in the Rams game. So, first off, we already like that game in general, but our general feel, as you can tell, is Rams are going to win this game and can have a lead. If you think Arizona is going to win this game or is going to be the one with the lead, Rondell Moore and A.J. Green at 46 and 4,500 are interesting here. Rondell Moore had a terrible game last week. We were on him. It was one of our misses. But we know how talented he is um, when he's using the offense. A.J. Green had a pretty damn good game last week, was getting used more, and it's partly because Hopkins is getting locked up, and Hopkins is uh, not at full strength here. So He's also going to be shadowed by Ramsey. Yep, um, exactly. A.J. Green and Moore will eat in this game if you think Arizona can move the ball. Exactly. So uh, Interesting, guys. I'm not personally huge on him, and I don't know who's going to get it. And obviously you have Christian Kirk built into that as well. But an interesting play, especially tournament style, if you like Arizona in that game. Let's go to our cheapest play here of the week that could really make your lineup. This is a kind of a brand new one with the most recent news coming out of A.J. Green and Julio Jones have been ruled out of that game. Yeah. All right, we're going to go all the way down to Westbrook Aquina. And he's at $3,200, and you're getting basically the number one wide yeah. receiver on Tennessee. Take that with a grain of salt. We did tell you already. We expect, Henry. first off, that they're going to blow out the Jets and that Henry's going to be the focal point 40 touches. But, I mean, you're getting a guy at 3,200. That's a one. There's some value there. He had a pretty damn good game last week when A.J. Brown went out. He went four for 53 on, on four targets with the touchdown. Uh, he did have a fumble, and that'll be something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, you're getting a... You're getting a wide receiver one, $3,200 here against a bad defense. Um, you're going to be in good 
Good positions. That guy's also just an athletic specimen, man. Yeah. I mean, I think he's 6'2", 211. Yep. Goes up against the ball in the red zone. Definitely making value. If you need 12 points out of this guy, like, you should feel safe with that. Yeah. And then the other guy I want to bring up, um, it's going to be Deshaun Jackson. It almost feels like we are we're living in the past 10 years ago. Um, but Deshaun Jackson looks good. He's on the right offense. He's as boomer bust as he's always been. And I'm not recommending this in a money 50-50 lineups. Tournament style in this game where I think a lot of points are going to be scored and how open he still somehow seems to be getting. Because you know what? He is the fourth option on the Rams, and he's that talented. You can't cover him because you're worried about Cooper Cup. You're worried about Robert Woods. You're worried about Higby. You're worried about the run game. And then you got this guy who's still able to outrun everyone on the deep passes. And Stafford looks like he's thrown one of the best deep balls in the game this year um, with the protection he's getting. Would not shock me one bit if he has almost an identical game to what he had last week, which was three for 120 and a touchdown. I see the guy catching a deep ball. I really do. Maybe he doesn't get in the end zone. Maybe it's just a deep ball which screws you and he only gets a 50-yard catch and it's not in the end zone. Would not surprise me. Um, I really like him for tournaments, especially if you're stacking him um, with Stafford. You're getting him at 3,800. So you can do think what you can do with your lineup in a tournament style if you're playing Sta- uh, Jackson and uh, our Tennessee guy at uh, two $3,000 receivers. So let's move on to tight ends here. All right, this one is interesting for us because I don't I don't want to say like I don't feel like we have a guy this week. We're, no. There's a lot of options depending on how your lineups running. This is one of those weird weeks for me where I am making some lineups, especially when I just talked about those receivers that I can get for three thousand. I may pay for Kelsey this week. He's eighty one hundred. I truly do believe that he is the number one receiver on uh, on KC over Hill. He's the possession guy, but he's still the boom guy to me. He still gets the touchdowns. Um, so if I really think they're going to go put up 40 or 45 points, it means Kelsey's going to have a 25 or 30-point game for me. Yeah. He could make value, especially with that positional advantage. I like him there. I'm obviously not going to be able to fit him in all my lineups, but I don't really like any of the mid-tier, like second-tier expensive guys. I might pay up for Kelsey. Mid-tier, is there anyone you like, Corey? No, I'm skipping that whole tier. Uh, yeah, especially look if some of these injuries happen with the running backs, and I'm able to squeeze in some of those five thousand dollars running backs. Yep. Um, I'll be paying up for Kelsey. Otherwise, I'm skipping. Look, I might take a little look at Higby at forty six hundred. Yeah. Guys, just in a great spot, great Same offense. Spot. Yep. Um, after that, I'm kind of sliding down to uh, Gasecki at four thousand. Gasecki's interesting. Four thousand, interesting game. Clearly got a bunch of targets last week. Yeah. Seems to be more involved in the offense. Um, I like him. Dawson Knox is another name that's interesting. Not fluky, really. You know, he got his touchdown last week, but he's been involved. You know, he's gotten four targets, three targets, five targets, uh, 49 receiving yards, 1741, and he has two touchdowns on the year. So he's clearly involved, and it's another game where we think 40 points are going to be scored. So interesting play. Not safe, but interesting um, sliding down, I'm fading Conklin. I'm not buying the hype. Yeah, tough uh, matchup as well. And I like Schultz, $100 cheaper than him. Um, I think Schultz is actually a part of this Dallas offense, especially with Gallup out. Yeah, I um, agree. He eats across the middle, and, you know, there's a lot of worry on the outside there. Yeah, and, you know, like, take away the two touchdowns, and it's 
you just involved. And if you remember last year before Dak got hurt, Schultz was one of those guys that was a breakout player. And I know Jarwin was was hurt as well and out, so he had all the touches. But Schultz is clearly a guy that Dak has some trust in yep. and is uh, making some plays. So I like him as well. Well, let's talk. Let's talk cheap guys as well. Yeah, so I got I got two down here. Uh, well, three actually. So Max Williams at three thousand. I think game scripts in his favor. I think Arizona's behind. We talked about this. He's had some good games. He's had some games where he gets targeted quite a bit. Yep. So I like him. He's athletic. Then there's the two, and they're a hundred dollars off. So Will Disley is like this. Gerald Everett. First off, if you guys don't know, he's out with COVID nineteen this week. Yep. If that stands and he doesn't pass his tests. Russell Wilson loves Will Disley. He does. And Disley, every year for like the last three years, I want to say, has had a game where he gets seven or eight receptions and a touchdown. Yep. Um, so sneaky play, 2,600, I believe. Yeah, 2,600. Um, you can yeah. really make some things happen with your lineup if you drop yeah, Think about the fall. difference between Kelsey and Disley, 2,600 to 8,200. So yeah. it, it is a different strategic play there. Then the, the last one that I'm on is Tremble for Carolina. Not the most usage through the first three weeks, but they traded Dan Arnold away. They obviously saw something they liked out of this kid. Yep. Um, so rookie out of Notre Dame. Great run-blocking tight end, first off. So he's in a lot. Yep. Um, actually had a rushing touchdown last week. Um, he's just super athletic, um, big body, and we all know Dallas gets shredded up by tight ends. Yep. Um He's $2,500. He's the baseline for tight ends. I could just see him getting a couple catches and making value there for you. So he's definitely a shot much riskier than even like a Disley or Max Williams for me. Uh, but he's got some really, really big upside there. All right, then let's move on to defenses. And we are pretty much focusing on you're either spending money or you're going cheap here. We don't like the mid as much. So I think the play of the week, you're obviously spending for them. It is going to be the Bills at 4,300. Their defenses look pretty damn good against even good offenses. Yeah. So when they're playing Houston, we expect them to dominate. They've been getting turnovers. They've been getting interceptions. So they've been making things happen. I like them a lot at 4,300. I do like the Saints at 3,800. Um, the Giants, as we've talked about, are super banged up. New Orleans has also been very turnover-friendly here. They've been having a lot of, of big plays. However, the Bills are still a much safer play at that price. And then finally, Corey, you want to take us to the... Yeah, I got two down at the bottom. Um, looking, most of my line is we're going with the Dallas Cowboys. I think the loss of McCaffrey is going to really force Darnold into making some decisions he doesn't want to make. Dallas's defense, for as much as they give up points, they create havoc. Yep. Um, four turnovers against Tampa. They had, I believe, two against Philly. One of them was a pick six. Yep. They're just making things happen. Uh... I definitely see some turnovers here. You know, Carolina's going to score points. I don't see a shutout or anything by that means. But like Michael, force, Darnold, force Darnold to make some mistakes. I just think it's a good spot. At 2,600, they've been scoring. They're active. And they're just they're trying to make a name for themselves because they didn't get any respect coming into the season. So yep. I like the Cowboys there. And then if you want to go really cheap, and this just plays off of who's going to start for Chicago, but the Detroit Lions at 2,200. Yep. Chicago looked like they didn't have anything. Yeah. Especially if Fields is playing, um, they just couldn't move the ball. And you're getting one of the cheapest defenses on the week. Yeah, so, look, some cheap plays if you're not going to pay up for the top. But there's not much on defense this week that's guaranteed. So, look, if you've got a different game you're feeling good about, take your shot. But uh, for us, those are kind of the, the big plays of the week.